2: Two, one. All right, everybody. Well, welcome back to the mole hole at the luxurious,
1: the new and improved Gamekeeper, Gamekeeper Studio. Studio.
2: Yeah, it looks really nice in
1: here. We've- Bobby, did you see Bobby's decorating skills coming out yesterday, Dudley? Yeah, it looks great. I think it does
3: too. Um, what do they call that? Um,
1: feng, feng Shui. Feng Shui. <laughs> there it is.
3: I don't know what Feng Qi. Shui he, means. The Chi
1: is is really good in here. A
3: lot here. of positive energy.
1: You got the Gamekeeper mm-hmm. green. You got the bow glow in the corner. Yeah, we do a lot of little mounted animals. Yeah. Taxidermy work, I like it. Old decoys,
2: cottages. Yeah. So, y'all had a good week. <laughs> so far, so good. I um, can't complain. Well, Lanny, I've got a, a you know I'm dying to know. Have you and Hayden had a deer hunt since we sat last time?
1: We have had a deer hunt, you know, and he is going through the old. Ooh, I should have shot that one, uh, phase. So you know, he was he was dead set on on you know getting him a, a nice. First buck, uh, and passed on a couple of deer he probably shouldn't have, and then had a had a had a you know we've had a lot of good encounters, and he's had buck fever several times, so it's been it's been really cool to see that. Uh, but he is yet to put one on the ground. So what usually happens is we go hunting, and then a lot of does come out, and right. he's like, hey, I'm gonna wait the does leave, and then he starts. Man, I wish those were still out there so Second I can shoot at them. So is he picky? Uh, yeah, he was. <laughs> <laughs> he's not as picky as he was at the beginning of the season. So, yeah. I mean, you know, well, we're having a really good time. No, it's totally his And experience. he is really into, like, the whole deal. It's, you know, he, I think he's really into more going, setting up, you know, the wind, what's going on, than even, you know, shooting in the first place. My whole deal, Grumps, I, like, I want to shoot one, you know, right off the bat. Right. And he's, you know, he's harvested deer before. He's just on the buck hunt this year, so.
2: Well, are they uh, are they tormenting him? Does he talk about it all the time?
1: Yeah, yeah. When he's sitting there quiet, riding to school the other day, like why? Because you know he's like me. He doesn't. He's quiet when he's asleep. Uh,
2: you know, when I was a, <laughs> when I was a young child, I was older than Hayden, but I was in my teens. Uh, my parents woke me up. When I woke my parents up one night, I had taken a deer head off the wall and was wrestling with it in the
0: the bed, but I was asleep.
1: I guess I was dreaming. I had a recurring dream as a child about deer hunting a lot. And I would, you know, the deer would be right there, and I, I couldn't maybe get it all together. And then every now and then in the dream, it would all come together. And the deer would go down, and this is the craziest thing. I would walk up to it, and I would try to grab his rack to pick it up, and And the horns would break
2: off. Oh, Ah. right. Ah. You know, that's happening a lot lately. I've seen that on Facebook, some guys that, you know, grab picking up. But that's from,
1: like, late season shit. No, it wasn't like late season. It was just, you know, just I don't know.
2: You know, that would really kind of
1: spoil the mood. Uh, to, yeah. to go to
2: grab him and the horns pop off.
3: That's yeah. a pretty cool story. My my dreams had nothing to do with that. I would <laughs> you know show up at school without any clothes on or I've something had those weird too. like that. You ever had
1: the cross-eyed dream where you <laughs> cross-eyed?
4: No,
2: Ah, <laughs> you need that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know uh, Cheryl Teagues and Farrah Fawcett were in a lot of. Oh, uh, I got
1: you. Right? I got you. Back in the day. Back in the day. Mm.
2: Yeah. So Dudley, what about you? You and uh, little Dudley had any hunch? No, uh, we've we've
3: been focusing on you know good old soccer. Uh, I remember those days when my dad had to go to my soccer games. But uh, yeah. yeah,
2: this is kind of that time of the year when the rut's over with. I was going to say that, and I don't know. I, I was telling my wife the other night. I don't know that I have ever been in West Point this week. No, I've never s- since been in I've twenty years been to work at Montego because we're always years. at the shot I show or right. getting ready for the shot show or. Something
1: I love being here.
2: It's it really feels <laughs> yeah, January
1: kind of and on. February
2: is just show show time. It, it really is. Yeah, yeah. But and you w- could
1: you could almost feel to your point about the deer. You know, is like ten days ago. It's still you know crazy. You know, and then it's like I don't know whether it's length of days or everything else. It just they just start hearing, changing.
2: You're, and you're hearing frogs croak yeah. while you're at the deer. It's just really kind of weird.
1: It's feel the freezer time. You know, it really is. That's, yeah.
3: that's probably what I'll do, um, see if I can't go somewhere close
2: to town and shoot a doe or two one mm-hmm. afternoon.
1: Get stocked up before so she my, goes out.
2: My daughter and I hunted last weekend, Saturday afternoon, we saw like 15 does and not a single buck. Now, you back that up two weeks, that wouldn't have happened.
1: Yeah, that's, that's exactly what we're seeing too, mm-hmm. exactly what we're seeing.
2: It's way different. So while I'm thinking about it before I cuz I always forget this. This week's episode is is sponsored by the Gamekeepers Magazine.
1: Hey we, man, those are some really cool guys. I don't know we, if y'all, Yeah, yeah, yeah them we, we 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 love that magazine. <laughs> yeah, we, and
2: if you don't <laughs> subscribe, you need to subscribe. It comes out quarterly. Every time a season changes, there's a magazine hopefully in the mail to you. It's 156 pages of really need to know information and uh, you When's can go, the next one coming out? It'll be spring. It's spring. It'll be the next season. So it'll oh. mail about the first, first of March, I think. All right. I hope. Yeah, we yep. try to get it there just right before that actual season starts. Yeah, we try, and uh, the but it's the gamekeepersclub.com is where you can go to sign up. Twenty mm-hmm. bucks
1: a year. It's a deal. Yeah, and a new website's coming soon. Yeah, let's see that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's been a long time coming. Yeah. So
2: if you don't subscribe to game to the Gamekeepers Magazine, I'm just inviting you, uh, suggesting strongly because it's a really, <laughs> really good magazine.
1: Inviting. And uh,
2: you know, we all uh, we all enjoy it. It's a labor level. love. It's We've been doing it love. over ten
1: years. It's way over ten years now, isn't it? yeah,
3: you can even subscribe a buddy or or a neighbor that you're wanting to
2: turn up turn on to the Gamekeeper.
1: Turn yeah, them into a keeper.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's right. And and if you don't subscribe, you can go to Tractor Supply or Walmart or Bass Pro Shops and just pick up one, and you'll see how good it is, and you'll want to subscribe. There so, you go. So, there we go. That's that. little business
1: out of the way. So. Blood on the biologic is yeah. just. Uh, well, it seems like the Midwest guys are in the field of the freezer mode. You know, I've seen a lot of, I've seen a few blood trails on the snow. You know, a little bit of that red carpet. Red carpet, you yeah. know.
3: I'm so jealous of that.
1: And uh, me too, Rayleigh. You know, Yay. ran down there in the afternoon when we had our great blizzard of 2000. And what year is it? 21. 21. 21. That uh, three quarters of an inch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: well, I tell you what. If you if you go mm. to a local processor, it's it's amazing. You got to stand in line, get a number, and just wait.
1: Yeah, this is the first time you know the one of the effects of the the whole pandemic is an increase in license sales. The first we've actually seen in 25 years.
3: I wonder what that increase is.
1: I don't know. I've looked at you know I've seen some state to state numbers and they're talking 10, 12, 15 percent. You know, up to 20 percent in some states. I think that's um, great. I think it's too. It's awesome. It's awesome for the sport. So I think that's probably you know obviously driving it. This whole uh, we're going to talk to you know uh, Robert Arrington with Deer Meat for dinner today, which is all about catch-clean-cook, we call it field-to-plate, um, you know, so I think a couple things are going on there. People are, you know, wanting a more localized source of, of food and protein, and, you know, uh, they're also at the house right now.
2: So. Yeah, looking for something <laughs> Looking do. for something to yeah. do. It's probably a, a really good thing for most deer herds yes. to have a few more animals removed from it. Yeah,
1: especially in the south, you know, we have an extremely high deer density. It is a uh, – I mean – Probably one of the most labor-intensive things about wildlife management in the South, honestly, mm-hmm. is you know keeping your doe harvest where you need it to be.
2: Yeah, that
1: people struggle, typically struggle yeah, you doing can't it because
2: do it. If people are so into man, I don't want to mess up my, you know, yeah, the, the sp- don't spook shoot the bucks, right? You know, but, but you, you got to do it. And before I forget it, also, I wanted to ask you: Can you still go to Walmart and go down? Is there still a an aisle that's got all that game processing. Yeah, equipment. if it's not
1: sold out, it's it is just like the processing thing. Uh, the Gamekeepers uh, game processing line of stuff is and what just all's going
2: the, I mean, it's a bunch of those stuff. There's
1: grinders, vacuum sealers, uh, seasonings, casings. Uh, everything you need to get started at really good price points too. So, um, you know, I would suggest just uh, what I've done over the years is just add a little something every time, you know, and as long as I've been into it, I'm just now at, you know, full capacity. I just made my own first round of deer sausage this year, although I've ground and put up a lot of stuff before. So, yeah, it's a real good way to get started. Mm -hmm. It really is. And it's at Walmart. It's at Walmart. It's great products, all engineered by Hamilton Beach Weston. So, quality stuff at a great price point to get to help people out. Because, I mean, the process around here, you can't even drop one off. Right. I've been right turned now. away a couple times. But so, is You it, can bring it, them to my house. I'll it take care in, of them well, for I'll you.
2: I'll do that. If it, do I have to pay you? Well, I don't.
1: I charge by the by, by the loin. You might be missing <laughs> a loin. You might get half of your stuff <laughs> yeah. back.
2: <laughs> yeah. So, this is the, the, and it's in the sporting goods section. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Too. yeah okay. Yeah. Sure, so, guys, yeah. y'all go check that out. It's some really good stuff. It's great stuff. It is. So Lanny, I had um, you remember back when we did had Jeff Lindsay on. Yeah, I had created a thinking that you might struggle with some of those questions. I had Obviously. created. Oh no, man, we go. I had created a question for you. <laughs> you know, you you got the first country the the question Hank Williams Jr. country boy can survive song. Mm-hmm. You uh, you are the quote. You got the question. Yeah, because because Hank Williams Jr. Is squarely in your wheelhouse from back in the day.
1: I mean, I grew up. A southern boy,
2: yeah. So, I had another question, and nobody knows this one. So, the cat isn't out of the bag. So, uh, we got Jason and Mac is back from his vacation, yeah. It's very relaxed. Oh, Steamboat Mac, 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 yeah. Look at him, he's just stand a little closer to his razor. It looks to me like, but anyway, he's he's
3: going for that mountain man look, yeah. I
1: like it,
2: yeah. So, Dudley, I so I've got this question. So, any of y'all that do we, need,
1: do we need? Do we need to give me? The, yeah. Do we need to ring a buzzer or something?
2: Well, if you know the answer, raise your hand. That way, everybody they can hear blurt it, it everybody, out. And everybody then you, can then hear then it. You'll steal the answer. Okay, I know okay. how you are. So here's the question, real quick. All right. Uh-huh. So, according to the song "A Country Boy Can Survive" mm. by Hank Williams Jr., we all love that song. <laughs> what was his friend <laughs> shot for? And what did he want to spit in his eye? <laughs> So wait, I, I don't know whose hand went up first.
1: I'm gonna say Dudley's hand went up first.
2: Lenny, well, I'm disappointed you
1: didn't immediately just This one is I, I mean, want to let somebody else answer. I would
2: I'd, I'd be willing
3: to bet that 95% of our audience knows the answer to that. And it is
1: $43. That's exactly right. And what he's spitting his eye. Beach nut hey, teabacker. Boom! Hey, go, Dudley. He gets a gamekeeper prize pack. Is hey. that hey. A tour of the biological yeah, world? I don't know if that's really a gamekeeper question, but.
2: No, that was not a game, but that yeah. was one designed for you oh, that I felt you. like you would be able to help pull Jeff through. Yeah. Remember when we had the cosmic brownie for just for Jeff? That's so. right. But I do have a gamekeeper question if you want to try your luck. Uh
1: Can I phone a friend? <laughs> okay, they're all in here, yeah. so let's do it.
2: Yeah, okay. All right. So here's one. All right. When a white tailed deer gets wet, as in, it's raining. They always shake what first and what last.
1: They shake their head first and their tail last. Is that your final answer? That's my final answer.
2: Dudley? Do you want to weigh in here? I, you know, it would just be a guess. So, so it's there's it's a fifty fifty chance. Here. Yeah, it's either their head first and their body last, or don't we have first. some
1: video of this? there, young McIlwain, our we vice do. president of YouTube. We do.
2: You can Google it and find it. It's a really easy question to answer. But well, I probably not, got it wrong, man. No, I'm not, not going to let you answer. So, but what is your final answer, to it, Lanny? Well, let me YouTube it right. No, quick. No, no, no. We're, we're not going. Go. do you have an answer?
3: I, I mean, I'm just going to guess, but I'll I agree with Lanny, head
2: first.
1: No.
4: And you knew this
1: before you asked this question. Oh, everybody knows oh, this.
2: If, if you hunt much, it's just always so much. cool to watch them shake that head last.
3: I guess, uh,
2: you know, they're I probably, always thought
3: they <laughs> I don't know.
1: I they're guess I probably, never paid
2: attention.
3: They're probably shaking on the ground before I give them much of a chance to there do any go. of that, so... Yeah.
1: I'm okay. the one shaking when I see them. <laughs> All right. You want one more? Not really. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's just tough. That is tough. <laughs> so, speaking so t- of. What? Go, go ahead. No, you go. Well, I was just going to say tell us about our guest today. Oh, Mr. Robert Arrington. So, uh, we have, I've actually got exposed to, I say, I guess exposed is the wrong word to use in this time and age. I was uh, introduced myself to uh, Robert Arrington a few years ago. Actually, uh, the first year that you could legally, and I say legally, hunt gators. Uh, in this part of Mississippi, I got lucky enough and drew a tag. You know, where I live, I was able to hunt from the house. actually got fortunate. enough, You know, my old, our old buddy, Jordan Lesuzo, uh caught one in a john boat and brought him to the house. And I realized I'd never cleaned a gator before. Uh, so what do I do? Jump on old YouTube and start looking for it. And I saw a thumbnail of a guy with a Mossy Oak hat on. I was like, hey, this has got to be the guy right here. So this was years ago, and I don't know how many views he had at that point but I went back and looked uh, when he decided when we got hooked up and they were coming up here and that thing had 9 million views at that point so wow 9 million yeah he is uh, I think he's probably one of the first guys that transitioned into digital media from the outdoor industry and y'all hear of course he'll, I'm going to let him tell his own story about how he did it and what's going on with it but he reaches a lot of people he really does and, and his I think one of his main goals is to recruit you know people into the sport yeah uh, which is great and obviously you know part of what we need to be doing is game too so so some people would know him as deer meat deer for meat Manor. for dinner is his yeah. channel yeah um, okay and they you know basically what's they describe it as catch clean cook you know they uh again they'll tell his story about how he grew up you know it's just what he was exposed to and what he loves so
3: he's pretty big time i yeah. mean you go to youtube and type the word deer
1: yeah and it's gonna is.
3: finish with meat for dinner mm-hmm. that's that's how big he is <laughs>
1: So ironically, we at uh, Daniel and Jess, they had talked to Robert at shot show a couple years ago. Uh, you know, we've just been kind of following what he was doing, um, more than anything. Uh, and I, we were sitting here at the office. Oh, I don't know. A few months ago. Uh, and the phone rang and it was a guy that, uh, used to work here named Michael Fuquay, uh, years ago. And he moved to Florida, uh, got married and all that good stuff. Uh, and he said, Hey, I got a couple of friends down here that, you know, missed out on the whitetail rut and would love to, um, you know, come hunting in the black belt somehow, somewhere. And I was like, "Well, who what? Who is it?" Uh, and he told us, and I was like, "Well, that's funny." You know, we've been kind of paying attention to what they're doing. So, ended up getting together and inviting them up, and you know, uh, spend a couple weeks with them. I mean, a couple days with them here in camp, a few days with them here in camp. And It was just a pleasure meeting them. Um, so. Uh, he'll be on today uh, and pick his brain about how he got started. Uh, it's a pretty interesting story for sure. Yeah, it, it really is. is. It is. I, lo- I love his message. Yeah, it's a great message. It really is.
2: Well, good. Well, why don't we, we're going to do things a little bit differently today. We've got, uh, instead of just playing the recorded commercials, we got Mac who uh, Mac, is Mac. going to read the commercials. Beginning,
0: beginning, and then uh, beginning, while beginning.
2: he's doing that, Jason and I, uh, we can start coordinating getting Robert on the telephone. So, All right. Mac, what you got? Pro, pro, hey, guys. Uh, spring's right around the corner, and for many
0: gamekeepers, especially those in the north, it uh, means it's time to plant clover. And as gamekeepers, we love clover plots. Biologics Clover Plus and Non-Typical Clover are two of the best clover products on the market. Clover Plus is a blend of New Zealand red and white clovers with chicory added. We see fill consistently last six to eight years. Our Non-Typical Clover is a white ladino with giant leaves And it's late to flower, so that means it stays focused on forage and production longer in the spring, a critical time for antler genesis. Give Biologic Clovers a chance and learn more about them at plantbiologic.com. How about that, Mac? Mac? You know
2: that is a tribute to the Mississippi educational
1: system. Right. Somebody he gonna, can read. He uh, can. I'm
3: he a can. little worried we let him do that because some advertising firm is probably
1: going to scoop him away. Yeah, he's going to be the, new, that, the, next, the next next. Uh, he's got that voice. guy. He'll,
2: he'll be the macaroni and cheese for <laughs> dinner. <laughs> yeah, I had to read it a couple times
0: before uh, get so, acquainted with it. Yeah, absolutely. Didn't want to stumble on here. Yeah, before. I heard him in there rehearsing.
1: Oh, man. Well, guys, we're going to talk to one of our good buddies, Robert Arrington, here uh, in just a second. And, uh, man, he came down last week. We had some great hunts. It's it's really interesting to hear his story. He's one of the uh, biggest phenomenons in outdoor media right now, uh, especially in the digital media place. So we'll learn more about his story and, and what drives him. So excited to talk to him. We're going to dial him up. Thanks for calling deer meat for dinner. How may I help you? Boom. (laughs) That's what I'm talking about. What's for lunch? Yeah, we like to order something. (laughs) Yeah.
4: (laughs) We've got fried deer meat, uh, barbecued deer meat, boiled sauteed deer meat kebab. You know, we got it all.
1: Man, that's what I'm talking about. The Forest Gump of deer meat.
4: (laughs) (laughs) That's not all there is, deer meat. So, what's going Uh, on in Florida?
1: Man, we're just uh, sitting in the well, new and improved Gamekeeper studio, just checking in with you. What's going on in Florida?
4: I uh, just got done walking on the beach with my three-year-old Emma. She wanted to go down and pick up seashells. It was a beautiful day. And now we're uh, driving over the A1A bridge, heading back home. And it's just a beautiful day, man. It's a day that that makes you thankful to be alive. There you go. There
1: you go. I like it. I do, yeah. too. I bet Every, it is pretty down there. What is the temperature? Yeah, so I'm kind right of now? jealous.
4: Uh, currently, we are sitting at 62 degrees. Oh, wow. Bluebird skies, light west wind.
1: And it's raining pneumonia weather up here. <laughs> well, uh, uh, Lanny's sitting Uh-oh. with a
2: goose-down jacket on yeah. here in the studio. We don't have any heat in the, in the yeah. offices here. Kind of cold-natured,
4: you know. Well, yeah, you realize that, that thousands and thousands of years ago, the birds figured it out you fly south during the winter and we have a place here that all of y'all can come visit anytime that that pneumonia weather gets unbearable.
1: Yeah, well, I'll show up now. Mm-hmm. Especially, when, it's, especially <laughs> when deer season's over with.
4: So, uh, mm. now, you know, now that I've got you guys on the phone, I do want to extend a huge thank you so much for having me and my brother and Kelly Young up to West Point. We got to spend time at deer camp with y'all and And uh, more importantly, just spend time in the outdoors with y'all. That was a real honor. It was a blessing. I had a wonderful time, and I wanted to say thank you so very much.
1: Well, the feeling's mutual, Robert. Absolutely. It's it's really good to connect with people. I mean, we've been following you uh, and what you were doing on YouTube, and it's really, really cool to to finally meet you. And then, you know... See, see what you, what, really what you're built of, uh, is the best way to put it. And it was a pleasure having you and Gabe and Kelly and Kelly got her first buck. Robert got numero uno, put some deer meat in the freezer. And then, uh, oh, Gabe ended up killing his first Russian sow with us. Okay, yeah.
4: Yeah, man. It was a, it was a fun trip all around.
1: I watched your video, uh, zipping
3: that buck open and, uh. I believe he knows what he's doing. I knew exactly where you were. Yeah, that's right. I recognized it. (laughs) We call
4: that the good spot. (laughs) No, you know, when we flipped in there and, you know, I only had three days. And so the first day was kind of scouting, trying to get a feel for it. The second day, I said, I just want to get somewhere where I can see a long way, spend some time with my binoculars, and, and try to see what's available. And, you know, as it got daylight and I saw that giant set of, I honestly thought he was just a huge spike. But the second I saw him, I, I was like, I have got to kill that deer. <laughs> and so I only had a quick little bit and I, you know, I didn't have a rest. I'm shooting off my, you know, free handed off my knee and uh, was able to make a decent shot rolling. And, and that was super exciting, you know, getting back to the house, cleaned up and and then that night around camp, there just frying up beer meat like, like we grew up doing. You know, that's that's kind of what we're all about. And what was awesome is that's what y'all are all about.
1: That's a hundred percent right. Mm-hmm. I love that camp life. Yeah,
4: <laughs> it is fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, you know, Laney, I was really impressed with. When we got there, y'all said, now this ain't, this ain't real fancy. I'm like, well, that's, that, that means I'll feel comfortable. (laughs) I'm not a fancy guy. Uh, my truck, like right now, I got a rifle sitting over on next to my right knee. I got a bunch of sweet teacups and got a back seat is full of camo and decum hunting gear. I'm not Mr. Fancy White Glove. I like to go. My life is best spent with my family in the outdoors. Smelling fresh air, doing what we love, and you know what? When it gets too cluttered and too dirty, I'll clean it up again, and we'll start the process over. <laughs> I'm not about fancy. I'm about memories.
3: Yep, well, and that's a cool chunk of land. It it doesn't have the greatest cabin on it. It it, uh, but it works.
1: No,
4: it works. Man, a not, lot of
3: wildlife down there. Oh there yeah, it's it's a game
4: rich place. Yes. Yeah beautiful man and the farmer was super awesome and you know overall i i could not have possibly had a better time and then you know to see old numero uno slipping through the thicket <laughs> there and you gotta you got a split second to make a shot right you know and luckily that all worked out but that you know that comes down to spending time on the range i i'm fortunate enough here to have my own little shooting range at my ranch and i spend a lot of time shooting off a off a bench, making sure my gun is really zeroed. But then I spend a lot of time shooting, sitting down, laying down, standing up, freehand, off a tree, off a fence post. Uh, I mean, I shoot as often as I possibly can from a variety of different angles. And every single time I'm saying to myself, if the deer's doing this and this is how I've got to be, how far can I be effective? How far can I shoot? How far can I be very, very accurate? Because I believe as a hunter as an ethical hunter we owe it to the game that we're after to be very accurate therefore you can make a moral and ethical shot you're not wounding something and you know let it run off and and whatnot so hundred percent yeah so big part of my life
2: lanny you need to spend some time
1: <laughs> we're bring, why are you bringing up old stuff
2: bobby well, uh, <laughs> i mean the, when he every time he's it, you one, were bubbling
1: up in my mind yeah, the whole time sure. he was making
2: that, that beautiful I have,
1: speech. Have to shoot an elk seven times. <laughs> one time in my life.
4: <laughs> well, well that's a Listen, point. I mean – yeah, if you're gonna go on an elk who wants to shoot just one time? There you go. <laughs> Thanks, I appreciate that.
1: <laughs> well, I tell you what, we talked to the guys last week at Nosler and Browning, and they echoed when when y'all came in here with that six five Creedmoor. You know, it's a, it's a new round. to I me. Mean, look, I'm a dinosaur, you know, so I'm like do my old ways, my old things, uh, but. Well,
4: it's- It's a good round. Uh, I've been shooting it now for about four years and I've had tremendous success with it. Uh, I've had to make, I've had to make some really difficult shots with it. I killed my big bull moose up in Saskatchewan, muleys, white tails, hogs. I mean, it's, it's low recoil. It's got a really nice high BC, so it's a very efficient bullet. Um, people ask me all the time on YouTube, I'm going on a deer hunt. What cartridge do I need to buy? Or what gun do I need to buy? I'm like, you buy whatever gun and whatever caliber you want, as long as you can be accurate with it. And I always say, shoot something that doesn't have a ton of recoil and that you can be accurate with. And then understand your limits. Understand how far you can shoot. You know, don't go get set up somewhere where you're going to have a three to 500 yard shot if you only can shoot a hundred or 150, you know, you, you've got to hunt in an area that you can be effective in a manner that you can be effective. Every single high powered rifle on the market will kill the heck out of a deer or a wild hog or an antelope or anything like that. It, what can you be effective with? You can wound them with a 300 ultra mag. Yeah, exactly. Good
1: point. Yeah, Lanny can prove that. It was a muzzleloader. <laughs> 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 and he was wounded, but we got him. <laughs> yeah, you got him. We got elk meat for dinner in my house. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> and, Robert, that's that's
4: that's, right, man.
3: that's what I like so much about your videos. Yeah, is, and
1: your message. Um,
3: You are able to hold an audience, everybody from, you know, 101 – too advanced. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's something to learn in every video for everybody. And uh, it's all interesting, whether you're new at this or whether you've been doing it for years.
1: Yeah, you can pick up on uh,
4: So uh, well, how did I, you get into that? I this? really appreciate that. Yeah. So, so hey Robert, fellas, hold on for one second. Hey, okay. hold on for one second. This is to show how real we are here at Deer Meat for Dinner. Mom, Emma has to use the potty real quick. Can you take her real quick inside? No. I'm no. on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. That's my mom being my mom. I but, love um, it. Okay. That's awesome. Well, yeah. I will give you. I will get. Hold on. Let her get out of the car real quick. I love it. Wait, uh, no, deadly hold Do hold you on. need to go uh, to the restroom? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, guys. Um, right. So I will give you the, the 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 brief but not so brief version of how this happened. Uh, back in the early two thousands, two 5, I was a captain down in Costa Rica running a big sport fishing boat, and I had an opportunity to be a part of a fishing show called Real Adventures. They came down. We did four episodes. It went really well. They invited me to be a full member of their crew. So I started doing that for a few, four, five, six years. Then I started my own TV show called Respect Outdoors. It was on Sportsman Channel. We were nominated for awards. It was really fun, but I was kind of a one-man band, and I was always more interested in telling my story and making videos than than building up my sponsors. And so it was very difficult to do both and so over three years that i had the show i said man this is crazy i'm spending all this money on airtime and i'm not getting ahead nothing i have to tell more about a sponsor than i do about what i'm doing in the outdoors and then i started looking at youtube and a friend of mine greg moots uh he was with me he said rob man you have a very interesting life i've been watching a couple youtubers and I think you should do this in the outdoors and so um, Sarah, my girlfriend at the time, she had moved down from Wisconsin and Sportsman Channel was banging on me to renew a contract. I'm done with this because I've got to go out and film. This is a whole year process so that I can then have shows in the fall and it doesn't, it doesn't seem to have any efficiency and it, there is no end game. I don't how this becomes something that i can do for the next 20 years and i really started this was in uh, january late january of 2013 i started really looking at youtube and i said you know what i'm doing that and i pointed my bow towards youtube um and i started thinking about it and i was in my kitchen cooking some deer meat one night and i was you know, every everybody has been in that stage of their life where they're like, what am I doing? And is this worth it? And I was just questioning everything. And I was leaned up against my counter looking at a cast iron skillet full of deer meat frying. And I was like, what do I love? What is what is at my root? And I was like, man, I love deer meat for dinner. And I said, hmm. Okay, get it in your seat. I wonder if there's a website. Called deer meat for dinner, and I went on. I went online. I typed in deermeatfordinner dot com, and it popped up like a scene in a movie. Buy now on, buy now on GoDaddy nine ninety nine, and I was like, "Holy macro nine ninety nine? If I only had nine ninety nine, so I looked at Sarah. I was like, "Hey, <laughs> do you have ten dollars on your credit card?" And she's like, "Yeah. What? What are we getting?" And I said, I, I'm going to buy a URL. She's like, well, what is what is that? I said, it's I'm buying a domain. It's beermeetfordinner.com. She's like, well, what is it? I was like, do you like Deer for dinner? And she's like, yeah. I was like, right. We're about to own that name. And so does everyone else in America. And I didn't know exactly how I was going to, how I was going to do it. Hold on, let me just tell my mom. Mom, thank you very much. I said, um... <clears throat> You know, I bought the name, and I sat down and I I made my very first video, which was just a, just making deer meat for dinner, and uh, um that sort of went well. Well, at that time, the only way I because I wasn't doing my TV show anymore, the only cash flow I had in the world was from guiding alligator hunts and hog hunts. Mm-hmm. Well, all of a sudden, I went out and. I had a hog and a gator in the cooler that I had to skin. And I did a gator skinning video, how to flash debone and skin out an alligator. That started working. And then I did a, uh, you know, that's still my number one video to this day. It's still good. I mean, it's at 19 million views right now and climbing. I messed up. Um, (laughs) But then I said, okay. I said, all right. Well, what about if I cook it? If they like to see me skin it, what if I, what if I cook it? So I do a full, video. I mean, just at one of my friend Cliff Berg's house, we, you know, cook it up using some Everglades, which is normal for us. And, uh, off we go. Well, that was on a Friday when that video uploaded. And that following Monday, a girl named Kelly Harris from, from Everglades seasoning calls me and says, we saw one of your videos. Now at that point, I had 805 subscribers, 805. That video at that point had 1,200 views. Which was a lot to me. And uh, she said, Will you come out here and talk to us about using our seasoning? I said, Yes, I drive out there the very next day. We sit down and they show me their facility. It was just a little, little facility where they bottled their, their spices and had a little, you know, a little couple offices there. I mean, we're talking real small. And after about an hour, hour and a half of, Showing me around, chit-chatting, talking, the owner, Mr. Chris Sebring, he looked at me and he said, how much would you charge me to use this and more of your videos? And I, I had no idea we were going to be talking about money. Because as you know, this is a process that, it, you know, you start off with like getting to know one another and then like, let me see what you can do right. and then we're going to tiptoe into money. Heck no, man. The very first time I laid eyes on the guy, he said, how much? And I... And as fast as I could, I went through my bills thinking, what bill will he pay? And I knew rent was $1,000 a month. And I looked at him. And I said, this is what I'll do. For $1,000 a month, I guarantee you two videos a month. And at the end of the year, you will have 24 videos and you will have paid me $12,000. And that's going to be the best money you've ever spent in your whole life. And he said, that's a deal. He'd never questioned it. He never asked me for any of my analytics. He never asked me for anything. He simply said, that's a deal. And when he said, that's a deal, he stamped proof of concept on my heart. And I knew for a fact that YouTube was the answer. I went home and I asked him right, the next question was, when can we get started? And he said, I'll write you a check for this month and next month right now which was amazing because I was a month back on rent. Mm-hmm. I took that $2,000, I came flush on rent, and I started marching forward. From then till now, I my channel has accounted for millions and millions of dollars of sales for Everglades. I've never, ever raised his rate a nickel. He still pays me $1,000 a month and every month I donate that 1000 to a family that needs it. And the reason I don't raise his rate, is because every single month whenever I get that check, I remember how bad I needed it. And it shows me where I came from. And, it, and I, I so much appreciate that moment in my life. And as, I, as he wrote that check and tears rolled down my eyes, I knew, boys, I am here. I have found where I need to be. <laughs> and now I have the opportunity day after day after day to tell my story to new people. And, you know, whether it's hunting or fishing or, or building a pond in my backyard with my girls or just cooking or doing anything, man, we have the opportunity to show the world that the outdoors is a wonderful place to be. It's fresh air, healthy living in, in great times with your friends and family. I love it.
1: That I, is a great story. Hey, man, I can't believe it doesn't work here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, the fundamental, I mean, y'all know all here. everybody here believes the more time you spend outside, the better your life will be. And I got to tell you, Robert is a shining example. He really of that. is. You had really some
3: is. positivity and confidence yeah. and you, you turn it into. And making it, it accessible and for everybody. You turn everybody. it into what he's got well, now.
1: I'll tell you one more thing, too, about Everglades, which is interesting. How I was introduced to Everglades. Well, for one thing, Robert, how I I, I, I guess, became aware with you is I don't know if I told you I. I drew a gator tag in Mississippi for the, the first year they opened season in our area. Got lucky from my house and, and caught a gator with a, one of the, our buddies that used to work here. Got home and I didn't know what to do with it, so I jumped on YouTube and there you were with a mossy oak hat on. And not only did I watch you skin <laughs> that gator, this is the truth. I, the next thing I watched was you cooking it, and we ate the That's, whole ga- it, we it, ate the it, whole gator. That's the truth. That is the truth. So I think it's it was it That's took us awesome. a little while, but it was destiny for. Um, for us to, uh, to meet each other and, you know, develop this, uh, develop this relationship.
4: So. Yeah. It's super fun boys. I, uh, it was such an eye opening experience getting to come up there and spend time with y'all and get to know you. It's one thing when you meet somebody in a trade show and you're in a booth and everybody's dressed up and acting like (laughs) they're the next best thing, the white bread. And, you know, I, I, I don't, that. I, that just isn't me, man. It's not I us mean, either. It's not me. I don't I don't feel comfortable in it. I don't like it. I you know, but being out there in the woods, in the kitchen, doing what we do, that is where I feel like I'm at, at home and where I'm living my best life. So it was great to be there. That's cool. What else is going on?
1: Man, speaking about the kitchen, you spent a little time with our buddy uh, Michael Hunter out there too at the cabin, didn't you?
4: yeah, what a fresh guy that is. I mean, like, Michael Hunter, you you know, just spending time in the kitchen with them. You know, you spend time with, I've been around a lot of chefs, and a a lot of guys who think they're better than they are, and they have, like, this, uh, like, this arrogance about them, like, this is my kitchen, and this is what I'm doing. And it, whenever I was with Michael Hunter he was just like dude this is amazing we got beautiful fresh deer meat let's have fun with it and there's no set answers it's just like let's have fun and like holy cow the food he made was amazing and I was, he doesn't know that I'm going to well actually I probably shouldn't even say it on this well I guess I'll spill the beans We am well, <laughs> to yeah, have three them come down pick. to Florida <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to have him come down to Florida. I'm going to go out, and I'm going to catch a bunch of my favorite seafood, lobsters, crabs, oh, shrimp, Oh, man. Fish, I want to go. Water. I want to go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> come on. And uh, I'm going to have him come down and literally put him in the kitchen, open it up, and say, okay, go to town. Whatever you can do with this, go to town. But I don't want him to know what all is going to be in the basket until – He's just there, and then see what he does, and make a really fun video with that.
1: Well, he'll light it up, I promise you. Well, I know y'all. You know, one night we had. Um, it's interesting. And not you and I talked about it, and Gabe and I talked about it. You know, there's a little bit of different tactics. Um, um of when when you where y'all come from versus we, how we age our deer meat. And and I think you experienced with Michael. You had an aged uh, tenderloin and then a non-aged tenderloin prepared in the same way. Um, and I, right. I remember you talking about it in your video. What was there a difference in taste there? I mean, it's a common question we've asked, on, and you're one of the only guys I know in the near future in the, in the, in the, was that, is why right you right say that, Bob? I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> don't worry. I'll mess in some more recent, stuff. <laughs> in the recent, yeah, past. There's a little better. <laughs> <laughs> Lord, have, Lord mercy. have mercy. Anyways, that has actually, you know, tasted those things side by side, prepared the same way. Was there a difference? I have.
4: It's funny that you're asking me that because it was something that I thought a lot about. The texture and the tenderness of the aged meat was almost exactly like, like a a beef tenderloin. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. The flavor of the aged meat was, in my opinion, a bit more gamey. Than the fresh meat, but the fresh meat was a, I would say, twice as tough. The texture wasn't as good, so you had a little bit tougher meat, but I really loved the flavor of the fresh meat. The aged meat was much more, and you know what? There was no gravy on the aged meat, so maybe, maybe that is a bit of a difference as well, yeah. Um, Right now, as we speak, I'm doing a 20-day dry-age on a venison on one of those venison hams that I brought home. Nice. One of the deer that I got from y'all, we're doing a 20-day dry-age on it. We're doing the shank as Ottobuco, and we're doing the whole ham. And so mm. we're going to experience dry-age venison and see how that turns out.
2: Cool. So, I know it's a hot topic. What, so, Laney, what's the ideal aging time?
1: I mean, you know— I, I learned more about Agent Vincent from Jim Cromley than anybody, uh, you know, and he was a 38 degrees for 38 days with the hide on. Hanging in the cooler. Hanging in the cooler. Now, look, you know, nobody, not many people have access to hanging coolers like we do, so let me preface that. So, you know, uh, but that – and I try to – I mean, three weeks is a minimum for me. I like to get them – I like to hang them four weeks.
2: Well, I tell you, if you take one to the processor, you're not getting that no, treatment. No, It's a – you know they're they're processing it. No, you have to do
1: it, and they'll 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 skin it and then hang it with a little a few days with the hide off, where we hang with the hide on, keeping that moisture in. So I don't even know if it would be even considered dry aging. Dudley, would that be dry aging? Or? I,
3: I think the fact that Venice, no, that's
1: not dry aging. That's yeah. just hanging. you just hanging. hanging.
3: Yeah, venison doesn't have as much fat in it, mm-hmm. and so whereas beef, you know. Yeah, but I, I like I like aging it mm-hmm. with the hide on it if I'm going to age it a long time, um, and uh, but I think that's where the compromise is. There's not enough. There's not enough as much fat, fat
1: in the yeah. venison, but um, so if there was more fat in it, you could age you, it without the hide on.
2: It. Right. Right. Gotcha. So what what is going on with the meat during the aging process that's
1: making it better? I mean, what I've always been told is that the good bacteria lives below 40 and bad bacteria lives above 40. So basically you're just allowing that meat to naturally break down. And to Robert's point, it becomes more tender. Um And that, that right. is, and I hear you loud and clear because fresh deer meat had to me, the taste he's right is sweeter. It's not uh as, you know, um, I love the mineraly, you know, mineral kind of a taste. You know, the the earthy taste in things. Where as, um, you know, the the aged in venison to me is more tender. Does it have right. a different look to it after thirty eight days? It's a little darker. It's little darker, oxidized. Yeah,
4: right? yeah, 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 yeah. It's and got you, a little bit darker look to it.
1: A little darker. And um, I've done it in in the refrigerator with bags too. You just have to drain the blood off of it. So actually, blood is actually coming out of it. I don't know where it goes. You know, when it's hanging with the hide on it. I guess it just goes. To One the bus thing side. I've
3: noticed about aged meats is uh you know, kind of, I refer to it as brining, but mm-hmm. not, or dry brining my deer meat. I'll I'll put salt on it yeah. about twenty four hours before I cook it. Uh if I'm to, right. you know, kind of flash cook it in the skillet and then put it in the oven for a couple of minutes. Yeah. Um it seems to soak in the salt and flavorings a little bit better when it's been aged. Yeah.
1: And you'll see it sucking the moisture out of there. Mm -hmm. It's really interesting to see how different people do it. But
3: I love it, whether it's aged or not. I love it, period. That's
4: right. Yeah, that's exactly Well, I'm going to throw this one at you guys for a second. What is taste? Okay, so like you're asking me what's the difference in the taste and whatnot. What's the difference in your experience? Taste is only an opinion. And what what I mean by that, what the relevance to that is, let's say we all went on an amazing hunt somewhere together. And there was some guy there cooking that we've never met before. And he made this really unique dish that was different than we've ever had in our life before. None of us had ever had it. But we're having the best time of our life. The weather's great. The facility's nice. And everyone's getting along. And we're just all smiles ear to ear and then we go in and this fella cooks up a nice deer meat or elk or moose or whatever it may be and we all eat it and we're like man that's so good like holy cow that's amazing like it's different I never had that before but because of the experience because of what's going on our mind then tells us that what we're tasting is freaking good like that's amazing that's awesome And over time, then we all go home, we all go our separate ways, and our mind continues to tell us what you had was amazing, and you need to have more of that. You need to do that again. And your mind starts just telling you that that flavor, that taste is amazing until one day you can taste it again, and you're like, aha, it is amazing.
1: Yeah, I agree. It's the the whole experience.
4: Mm On the contrary, if we were all there and the weather was crud and two of the guys were arguing and it was just, and then you sit down and you eat that very same meal and you're like, it's just a meal, man. It's just food. I ain't never had nothing like this before, but it's just a meal. Mm -hmm. And you never remember it as being amazing because the experience wasn't amazing. That's why whenever I have people and I'm introducing them to deer meat or wild game I want to expe—I want them to experience and understand the beauty of the outdoors. I want it to be a wonderful experience. I want the shot on the animal to be something that's digestible and it's not like gruesome. I don't want them to be fighting into the, the game thinking about a deer flopping around. And so I try with my videos to make very digestible videos where it's understandable, where I'm explaining the meaning. I'm explaining the value to what we do. And then I make the food in, in a way that people go, you know what? I want to eat that. And the reason they want to eat it is because the experience that they watched in the first two-thirds of my video, that was an experience that they want to experience, which then is backed up, going, I want to taste that food. And together, the catching, the cleaning, the cooking becomes something that they want to do, which is why I have hordes of vegans and vegetarians and anti hunters that reach out to me and go, why didn't I see this before I become a vegan? Cause I would, I want that And it. I can't even, I can't even comment on your videos cause my friends would think my account got hacked. <laughs> yeah. That to me, is the very best comment and the best best message I can get is whenever my experience of what's happening in the field turns into food and people want to experience all of that
3: it was like when you're when I saw your mom spooning that squirrel out of the pressure cooker yeah. that had been braising in there and it and made that gravy
1: mm-hmm.
3: uh, I I saw that that what you just said you know, makes a lot of sense. I, I wanted that squirrel so that I could, I could smell it. Yeah. You, and I was watching a video.
4: You said <laughs> outside in the trees. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it connected, you just, what you just said connected the dots for me too, because you always hear people say you eat with your eyes as well, but I just never realized until you just said it. That's why I love eating wild game so much and feeding it to my kids so much and my whole family enjoying it because I'm, Really, that experience you, you is translating to the table. Yeah. yeah, that's a great way to put it.
4: That's right. Boom, eyes that's opened. Right. I'm doing. I'm doing a new line of apparel right now. Awesome, uh, man! I really feel this. This, is, this isn't online yet. Although some of it's going to be on Mossy Oak apparel. Uh, some of some of the Mossy Oak uh, hoodies that I'm getting are going to be uh, I Am Connected shirts and hoodies. But it is we're taking. Like we're coming up on turkey season right now. It's I am. And then we take a turkey and create the turkey with the letters connected. I am connected. But when you look at the turkey, you'll realize that you're looking at the word connected. And the reason is, imagine if, like, let's just say uh, someone came over to my house, you know, friends with whoever, and they've never eaten wild turkey before. They sit down and they eat eat fried turkey kebabs or whatever. And uh, they're like, yeah, good, no big deal. But on the contrary, let's say I take them out and we roost the bird and then we get out there and we call them in and uh, make a good shot, kill the turkey, and then we come back and clean them up, come come to the house, cook them and make a nice meal, that same turkey now becomes one of the best meals they've ever had because they are connected. And I'm trying to... You know, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, oh God, maybe no more than that, 30 something years ago, <laughs> whenever I started hunting with my daddy, part of the skinning shed was one of the most popular places. No, to that's be. the spot. Mm. <laughs> that is the spot. So, you you know, on? you have a campfire there, you, you have a campfire there, and you hang the deer or hog or whatever, and everyone's talking and. What happened? I missed this one. I saw that one. I got lucky. You, you always get lucky. You got the golden horseshoe, this, that, and the other clean deer. Then you come back inside and, (laughs) and, but over, I, you know, and I don't mean to step on anyone's toes here. I'm not saying this in a derogatory manner whatsoever, but over the past 20 years, I'd say it started turning into how old is that deer? How many pictures you got of that deer? man, maybe you should let him Maybe you should let him go one more year, you know what I mean? And, you know, good lord, could you imagine what he would have been next year? I don't care what that joker would be next year, because we're going to eat him right now. <laughs> and, and I'm, you know, with that same mentality, people stop spending so much time at the skin and shed and dropping him off at the processor, and next thing you know, they're picking up, you know, their summer sausage and cubed meat and ground meat, this, that, and the other, and And they, there is a break in the connection there because yeah, they may kill it whatnot, but once they, you know, there's just a little bit of a break there. They're not clean in that game, and there's something about getting the blood under your fingernails and and doing that work yourself. And I really beg my audience to spend time. Maybe this is your first time, and you're not going to be that good at it, but I guarantee you. You'll be better the next time and you'll be better the next time. And each time you're going to try, you'll start to remember, Oh, I remember what I had to do here. Mm-hmm. And it, that becomes part of the experience and it. And, and you, you start to desire that and it, it's fulfilling. And then you want to show someone like, Hey, man, I've been watching dinner. I learned how to do this. Check this out. I don't want to show you this. You know And It becomes, it becomes an environment.
3: Yep. So. Aw- awkwardness at the skinning <laughs> shed, in my opinion, is not the future of hunting.
1: No, we were we were we were eating our own young with the trophy pursuit. I agree a thousand percent, a thousand percent. You know, and uh, so we want everybody to be accessible to everybody, enjoy it. And, and y'all talk about you know, I, of course, I talk about Hayden a lot, and my kids a lot, and Logan a lot. But when you know, y'all remember when he harvested his first turkey, and he was kind of shy, and, and you know. When we brought him up in here, Bryce yeah. making a big deal, and he didn't know what to think about it. Of course, he was right. seven years old. Right. When we went home and cleaned that turkey and fried up turkey nuggets that night, he was strutting around the house <laughs> like he was Mr. <laughs> king. I mean, we even when we said the blessing, you know we thank you know Hayden for being able to harvest this turkey. And man, son, he bowed up then. Yeah. But
4: yeah, it's really, it's really, really cool. It's and cool. You know, I, I just look at, and look, man, I, I've had comments with so many guys here lately. I'm like, on our ranch, we have 3,000 acres, which is, like, unbelievable to think that I have 3,000 acres here in South Florida. I've never killed a single deer on it. Um, <laughs> He's a gamekeeper, isn't he? Yeah. You know, my dad killed one last year. Um, I'm actually paying to go hunt a duck hunt this coming weekend on a place at Okeechobee when I got a bunch of ducks on my own ranch. I just don't want to shoot them because <laughs> I like to that field, that, that pond full of ducks. Um, there's just there's just something to this life That's of right. watching it, watching it grow. And I I love seeing my buck. Now, if I had my place for four years now, whenever I first got it, you couldn't hardly see a deer. Now, Degum, I got deer I can ride up to and I'm gonna feed. and seeing those bucks that that are now you know, next year it'll be my fifth year and I'm gonna have some deer that are are proper, are really nice bucks. I might have to flip out there and dust one. But um <laughs> I bet you do. <laughs> <laughs> Wonder those one those
2: deer down in that part of the world rut.
4: <laughs> um Whenever they want to, we have <laughs> does come in heat. I'm pretty sure we have does in heat year round. Um, we don't have any major weather, like we don't have a heavy winter to kill off fawns. We in in the does. So the real sure young I've fawns. Seen, I'm sure I have seen spotted fawns twelve months a year on my property. So. That means That's the buck is going to be breeding that doe 12, 12 months out of the year.
2: Well, I don't think he can breed hard. when he doesn't, when he's got, doesn't have hard horns. I, I think there's a testosterone um, thing going on there. But I've always heard that that South, South Florida part of the world was you know, like I, in I, July. I, I, hmm.
4: uh, okay, so I don't know. I personally, with my own eyes, have seen three bucks running one doe. One of the bucks barely had a nub coming out of his head. The other one was about three quarters of the way grown in full velvet. And the other one was in complete solid hard horn. That was in Venus, Florida. Watching them run that doe, dog that doe, just as if they were all full hard horn.
1: Hmm. We know what they were talking about. So, uh, if the, a younger doe doesn't get bred during the rut, then she comes in 28 days later. Right. I mean, maybe that could be spread out over a longer period down there because that's a, that's a we crazy need, deer herd. We need right. to call the deer lab and ask them. Yeah, that'd be a it'd be good, good Bronson. It. Be a question for Doctor Know It All.
2: So, uh, Robert, I've got <laughs> yeah. another question I wanted to ask you. And um, so, from your experience with uh, deer meat, it, do, you, do you, if you had a choice of uh, of killing a, a a mature doe, or if you had a an old four or five year old buck, can you tell a difference in the quality of the meat or the taste of the meat between the two?
4: Good question. You're looking at An absolute gold mine for a YouTube video. I personally, people are going to think he ain't never eaten deer meat before, but I'm telling you, I have killed a yearling doe before, and that joker be tough as shoe leather. And I've killed big bucks that for whatever reason have been tender. And on the vice versa, I've seen it totally different. You know, I've seen it reverse of that.
1: Yeah.
4: I think some deer are just. Are just tough. I think the way you kill a deer is, was it a really good bang dead shot that, you know, or did they was stress? that deer yeah. running yeah. does, was he pumped up full of hormones and testosterone? What had he been fighting? You know, uh, was it just an old haggard doe that lived a hard life? I don't know, but or what there's none of it mm-hmm. yeah. or what they're eating. And but at it- the very same time, if we take a, a, a deer from southern Iowa that has eaten nothing but corn and soybean and acorns its whole life, and then put it up against a deer that eats gallberries and palmetto berries and forage down here in South Orms. Florida, he <laughs> will eat some corn, I'll tell you that. But if you were just to take a deer from South Florida, I believe if you take care of both of them properly, if you take care of both of them properly, kill them, gut them out, hang them, cook them right. I don't think you will see near, near the difference that people say. Mm. And there's a reason why. Cattle, cattle build fat within the meat. Deer, the only fat they have will be on the outside of the meat near the skin. They don't have that in their meat. You're only eating the protein, the actual lean meat. Well, if you have a grain fed cow, all that flavor of the grain is in the fat in the meat and the marbling Well, you don't have that. So the fat from the corn and soybeans that's stored in fat, that you don't eat that on a deer anyway. So I think you're just getting the flavor of the meat. You're not getting the flavor of the grain. But count on 2021 Deer Meat for Dinner doing a video comparing A grain-fed dough from Iowa to a public land, no corn, no nothing dough down here in South Florida. I think that'd be great content. Just put that and, on the docket.
1: And I said uh, thorn, not corn, but yeah. <laughs> just so, eating thorns down there. So I
2: noticed Landon was, oh, was uh, I, I, j- he was just Googling, and he got the URL, aged deer meat for dinner. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, I, it, but you Here know, Robert, you've you enlightened me again. I i mean, I don't know how many deer I've cleaned. I mean, hundreds. And, you know, I know the fats on the outside of the meat. I know the beef. You know, Dudley Wine, he it, never told me that It before. just It makes perfect sense. It makes perfect sense. It really does.
4: <laughs> well, you know, and everything is an opinion. I talk with confidence. I talk like I like I have the answers, but it's not everything we're saying is opinion. If there was an answer, that means someone could be right. No one is right. We right. all have opinions, and we all do this. That's oh why goodness. there's so many different options, and that's why we freaking love it so much. That's because kinda, uh, you, you can never know it all.
3: That's yeah. kind of how we do it gamekeepers. We, we like to read the science and we also like to infer things on our own Yeah, and, plans and, uh on that. just word of mouth and talking to
1: other hunters and gamekeepers and and learning. But so, you're right Robert, you never quit learning. Uh and you know, I've been doing it my whole life so, so Bobby's older than right. I, you've been doing it longer than I. Yeah, <laughs> well so it seems to me that the sure. the care of the meat the oh, how, yeah. you,
2: how you take care of it is probably going to play a big role in this too. I agree.
1: I know Robin saying you want to get them cooling down quick. You know, it's the best way to put it. Right. Uh, yeah. You know, so, if
4: you can shoot a deer like, you know, old Numero Uno, uh, numero put it right, uno. On the, right on the white patch and let her rip. I mean, that deer literally was DOA. I mm-hmm. mean, or D, his head never even rolled over. He fell right on his feet. Now, you'd have to imagine there was no buildup of anything, that was just alive, then dead within i would say from less than five minutes from the time of the shot you saw the video where i gutted him out everything was gutted out he started to cool down mm-hmm. we got him opened up cooled down and then and then skinned out the next day i mean that's about as good as it's gonna get there's no gut matter on the inside of the chest cavity swathing around uh, i mean he was Killed fast, gutted out fast, cooled down fast. That's, that's about as good as it gets.
2: So, Robert, uh, one of the things, Lanny was telling me that you've got this 3,000 acres, and you had another farm, he thought, in, in South Georgia. And so what, what we wanted to offer to you is uh, we'd like to work with you and trying to help you make Uh, some of those places a little better in, in in other words, help you with some of the spring and fall plantings and, and, uh, minerals and and trees and just the whole nine yards of what, what, from our perspective of loving on the land is, and we call, we call that being a gamekeeper, but, uh, we'd love at some point, we'd love to, if we could
4: help you with that. For sure. One million percent. Um, So we have two different properties. I have my ranch in in South Florida, which has its own unique set of circumstances and difficulties for planting. And then my dad has like our little family farm. It's a hundred acres up in South Georgia, Southeast Georgia. And he's got a 32 acre, um, uh, tillable piece. It's a hundred acres, but 32 acres of it is tillable. And he leases it out to a farmer and that farmer plants either cotton or tobacco or whatnot. But for all intents and purposes that 32 acres create no food and no habitat for the game. I my dream would be to work with Mossy Oak and plant some some beautiful oak trees and native grasses and turn that 32 acres into a magnet for mature deer where they can feel comfortable, where they can feed, where we can have a couple nice food plots where we can plant some trees and put my dad's grandkids' names on it. And one day we can put his great grandkids' names on it. And those trees can have a meaning. And um, to to work with Mossy Oak on this would be so special. And I don't know if y'all watch the show, but I put that commercial in there uh, with Mister Fox Hayes, yeah. where he was talking about what a man does in his does in his life lives on long after he's gone and what we're going to do we can take that barren ground and build something special that grows up into a very very beautiful part of our family.
1: Well, that's well said. Yeah, count me in. You got the A team here too with old Tree dud and Bao Bobby. So we need We <laughs> got Austin, yeah.
2: We need to we need to roll up our sleeves and and help yeah. and uh so let's just plan on doing that. I th- I'll look to Lanny to kind of he's he's your communicate, point of communication, and we'll we'll make a plan and and get his credit card, Lanny, and we'll, go, we'll make sure we.
1: Can. <laughs> I think he's gonna trade out the seafood. It sounds like. <laughs> oh, oh, be, we like, we like be seafood. For we like too. spiny
3: lobsters yeah, and mutton so, snappers. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So. <laughs> So maybe we can do. We're, a, we're gonna have so much fun. Yeah, we're gonna have a lot of fun. We got so. the
2: TV crew sitting over here. Uh If, if they'll wake up, it, but we could. Y'all need some po- coffee. Possibly, we could look at doing a television show with yeah, with Robert. Good. I think that'd be re- very
1: interesting. And so. love to hear the story of his family farm and you know what it meant to him growing up. And I know I've seen your videos where you take your your girls back there. That's probably the squirrel hunting video Dudley it was is. talking about. It's yep, super I cool hear. to see that because, yep. I mean, you know. Uh, We love hunting, we love wildlife, but you're like this this is all about a lifestyle, you know, that we want to perpetuate and get more people involved in. So we're really proud that we met you and and proud of what you're doing out there, Uh, and and look forward to a a great long relationship. Best way to put it. For sure, I think Bobby might even Um, take you turkey hunting one day.
2: Well, now hang on. (laughs) 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 Maybe
1: we we could go to (laughs) make
4: we love turkey hunting, and you know, you have all the species here. We have Osceolas on our place. My dad's got Easterns on his place. There's Easterns. We have a lot of places on Easterns, but I'm really seriously considering doing a tour all around the U.S. this year and killing all this, you know, hunting for all the species of turkeys Yeah, and uh, I know that would make my cameraman Austin and my wife Sarah the happiest people in the world because <laughs> those two are just jacked up crazy for a turkey. I love it, but again, I mean, I like the process. I like finding them, calling them. Once they're there, once they're at 15, 20 yards, you're almost like this ain't you are done.
1: Yeah. <laughs> We sure love it. So.
4: It is awesome. It well, is awesome. I and mean, I, I, appreciate you guys taking the time to call me and spend some time. This is, uh, this is what, this is what it's all about. That's good exactly right. And good, good point.
2: Yeah. Well, I've enjoyed, uh, getting to know you. Yeah. We this, appreciate you being on this, this today. So, uh, well, Dudley, have you, you got so anything much, else Alex. to ask?
3: No, I'm just, I'm, I'm looking forward to, uh, helping you improve your, your family property. And, uh, you know, just holler at us. Uh, we can bounce ideas back and forth and, uh, you know, I I heard you might want to get a native grass thing going. We can help you with that.
4: So yeah, no doubt about it. Well, good. Yeah. I will. uh, I'll get you guys. I'm actually going over to Georgia to to look at a boat and then we're going, Oh my gosh, such a cool video coming up next week. I'm not letting that one out of the bag yet though. Uh, it's going to be an amazing video um but i'm going up to look at a new boat in south georgia then i'll shoot over to the farm i'll take a bunch of like aerial pictures and i'll get a bunch of video i'll give you some dimensions uh then you can look at it on on whatever topographical map so you can see elevations and whatnot and and then you guys can come up with sort of a plan and we'll start uh we'll start making it happen.
1: That sounds good. Hey, do us a favor when you're there, grab a soil sample. All you got to do is run out there with a shovel and what, get a little Ziploc bag. Yeah. After out of a couple places in that 32 acre field, it'll get us uh, off the start blocks pretty quick. I'd think. Oh yeah. Cool.
4: We will do that. We will do that
1: ASAP. Well, man, we sure appreciate you taking the time to talk to us today, Robert. We, we really proud of you, you know, what you're doing and, and proud you came up and spent some time with us and look forward to doing this more in the future
4: absolutely thank you guys so much it's been a pleasure and an honor All right, you guys buddy. have a wonderful day you too yeah. we'll talk to you soon enjoy thanks, it. Robert. thanks robert
1: thanks bye-bye well, i'm hungry
2: now wow
1: He's got story. some energy,
2: man. Yeah, he does. It's a, it's a good story. It's a
1: great story. And really, his goal, of again, is just promoting the lifestyle and getting as many people involved as he can. So, so
2: if a guy's listening to this and wants to see more, he just goes to YouTube.
1: Yeah, or you and, can Google Deer Meat for Dinner or go to YouTube and type in Deer Meat for Dinner. And his brother's uh, Blue Gabe. Uh, and I think Blue Gabe, he's got a lot. Uh, I guess Robert... Contents a lot more deer hunting, and then Blue Gabe's got a lot of blue water stuff. Now, I will say Robert's got a lot of stuff on there. He's got bluefin tuna, uh, squirrels, you know, he's definitely the the enemy, yeah, of catch, clean, and cook, you know, Mm -hmm. for sure, or field to play, whatever you want to call it. So,
2: well, uh, I can't imagine 3,000 acres down in that part of the world. That is, I think it's a working cattle ranch. Um,
1: for what he was telling me,
2: we should have asked him about a long tail cat.
1: Oh God. We'll have him on again. You know he's seen one. Yeah. (laughs)
2: Well
1: he might have seen Bigfoot too. Excited as he
2: gets Yeah, Yeah, I just I love his whole message.
1: I do too. It's a great message. It really is. It It was great to have him here.
2: Well, so I don't think we have a. We were so excited about having him and
1: Dudley. Dudley's, yeah, we don't have an Dudley's been dud. on.
2: Went went hiking one day this week, and so we don't have a ass Dudley. He's been, question.
1: you know, he's been tracking down one of the biggest trees in Alabama. Went and posted up over there, didn't you?
3: Yeah, found it. Found um, it in uh, over in a national forest in Alabama. Alabama. Its, it's name shall you can figure it out yourself. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so tulip, I've been going it, there over the years. Uh, and and just love it. Uh, I like to hunt, but I also like to backpack and camp and that Me kind too.
1: of thing. Me and too.
3: Being that I'm a tree nerd, I like old growth forests, so I'm I'm always going to search and find those. Uh, there's a white oak over there that I'm putting it pre Civil War. Where is it? I hadn't seen it yet. Uh, it's it's near the falls. Is it? And, okay. Uh, I Have to go check uh, it out. It it finally kicked the bucket. So oh. I, Took my pictures with it and everything, but it's got mushrooms growing up the side.
1: Yeah, and the it's canopy's starting
3: to fall out.
1: So, how old do you think it is?
3: Uh, I, I would guess 300 years old.
1: Whoa, well, that would be and way prior to the.
3: And there's a poplar over there that mm. is supposed to be over 500 years old. Mm and i used to go check on it and stand under it and take selfies and i won't even go near it anymore i, I kind of feel guilty for stepping on its roots <laughs> but uh, my my buddy evan and i sat there uh, at a waterfall eating our lunch uh, overlooking this big tree yeah and we counted over 50 people that walked like 3 miles to get to it on a saturday and they all just stand there and stand on the roots and take their pictures.
1: And, just compacting the soil.
3: Yeah, but uh, you know they're getting outside. No, it's walk, all you know, good. Going so it's. Uh, I think it's a good thing.
1: I know it's a good thing. Oh, yeah. so, you know, that tree's been a marquee feature in this part of the world for a long time. It's good to see people going and checking
3: so, out. So, uh, I've been, act, you know, mostly camping and backpacking, but I think I'm going to start doing some public land hunting over there. Too. I'm
1: so proud of you. We're going to get Bobby on public land one day. Ah, never mind. That ain't going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. well, yeah. I've
2: got, I've got, I've got uh, well, you know, too many other things. I you got, got options. Right what right he said. <laughs> But just like Robert, I, I, I love
3: to see this influx of, of people starting to learn to
2: enjoy the outdoors. Absolutely. Just be going on little day hikes or shooting something to eat it. That's right. Well, That's there, I have learned, um, you know, since we, since I got this new little place that yeah. you guys. The, the about, Ponderosa. Yeah, that you guys,
1: Oh, there it is. Um,
2: yeah, yeah. That uh, there is a, you know, with my wife and with my daughter, there's a lot more to do on the property than just hunt yes absolutely year-round things that you can do and enjoy and and i hadn't paid a lot of attention to that you know when i was a kid i knew about how much fun it was to walk down a creek and turn over rocks and all that. but kind of got away from that for the last 30 years and then now you're getting back a little bit
1: it's the small things it
2: really is yep it really is all right well so uh, what else do we have anything else that we need to cover
1: I don't know. We I think we hit a lot. Are we how long are we sitting at? So we could say, what did we learn? I, I you know, I, I learned some stuff, but I think we just kind of went over what yeah.
2: we learned. All of so. that
3: was answered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It really
2: was. So I definitely. Let's before we go, Mac. You got one more commercial, don't you? So since you've been mm-hmm. practicing it, we might as well let him read that. <laughs>
4: All right. <laughs> go
2: ahead, Mac. Cue
0: him Absolutely. up, Mac. Absolutely. Mac. Mac.
2: Uh, Gamekeepers magazine's
0: 156 pages, cock full of useful information about wildlife you love and the sport you're obsessed with. Gamekeeper's magazine publishes quarterly, and for only 1999, and Bobby did the math on this one for me. It's only a nickel a day. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, so I also wrote that, and, and I know there was a word I did not write it the way you just read. I think it, he, it was stocked, is what no. you were going for. Chopped, chopped,
0: oh, we're talking about gamekeepers here. This yeah. is we're, we're cocking guns, and, 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 <laughs> cocking yeah, hammers. Yeah, okay. But so. well,
2: there's an H in that word. Okay, all right, got they you. may be so dark in here. I don't know. Yeah.
1: Nonetheless, is a nickel a day. <laughs> right,
0: it's a yeah, nickel a, a day. day yeah. It'll deliver right to your house, and uh, you'll never miss an issue. You can subscribe on GamekeepersClub.com.
1: New website coming soon.
2: There we go. Good job, Mike. Well, <laughs> I appreciate that. All right, guys. So uh, that, that kind That's of does it. Yeah. yeah. Why don't you say goodbye, Dudley?
1: Goodbye, Dudley. Get us out of here, Cleve.